Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the first PlayStation Nation podcast episode of 2008. I am your host, Jared Johnston. With me again, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Glenn Percival. It's episode 42, and we are ready to start rocking the new year. Yeah. Well, ready to rock it. Well, well, at least I am. You're not uh, You're not sounding too good right now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little sick this week. And it's not because of a hangover. <sighs> Lucky you. Yeah. I barely drank on New Year's Eve. Oh, you wuss. No, just hung out with friends and didn't really drink too much. They drank a lot, but uh, no, I just, yeah, we played cards and played some poker and played some video games and yeah. Did you win? Uh, yeah, but we were just playing for two bucks. It was no big deal. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, we've got a, uh, well, it, we've got a qual- think of it quality over quantity show this week. Yeah. Uh, as as with the new year, there's not really a whole lot going on, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and give it our dandest, and we're gonna get going. Yeehaw. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and start with the emails, and I think you got the first one this week. Sure. Uh, this one's from uh, Nicholas Gordon, who has written in before, and he says, "Hey guys, you guys host a PlayStation themed podcast. However, you guys are not what I would call PlayStation fanboys." You talk about games on other we, systems, you criticize Sony when they deserve it, and you compliment Nintendo and Microsoft when they deserve it. Uh, for these reasons, I think that you are the best podcast available. Oh, man, I'm tearing up. Uh, wow. you are You are not biased, unlike some other podcasts. <coughs> cough. Beyond cough. Um, that was written there. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, with all that said, I was wondering, what is your choice for non-Sony game of the year? Mine would have to be Bioshock or Super Mario Galaxy. Bioshock is so rich with its atmosphere and is unlike anything I've ever played. Super Mario Galaxy is pure fun. It is a perfect bridge between casual and hardcore. You can spend 10 minutes and get a a star or two, or you can play for hours and get 20 or 30 stars. Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, Nicholas Gordon. And then he ends it with, Mongo only pun in Game of Life. I pretty much, uh, I, I pretty much know those two games are on your on your top three, probably. Uh, actually, Bioshock didn't even make my top ten. Wow! Even with all the arguing yeah. you're doing over on Team Fremont, oh, you're <sighs> arguing against it because of how they ended it. That's right. Yeah the the, the final third of that game. I will, well, I'll get to it later about Bioshock, but uh, and yeah, I'll get I'll talk about it later. But um, but I, Mario Galaxy is without a doubt my game of the year on any and all platforms. Um, you know, we're doing our game of the year stuff, but it's voted on by the fans. We don't really have a huge say in it. We vote too, of course, but yeah, get but out there and vote, fuckers. Just, yeah, but if you're just talking about the Jared Awards, the number one game is undoubtedly, without a question, Super Mario Galaxy by a by a freaking mile. Uh, and uh, I, I, it's just so much fun. I just. It's just, it's bliss. It's bliss when you play it. You're just in a happy place. And uh, as far as 360 goes, you know, I gotta, I, I, I love Halo 3. I love, uh, you know, I love Orange Box. I love, there's a lot of really cool stuff out there right now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's I, I don't know what else to say. Mario Galaxy is, without a question, the best game I've played all year. Huh. Um, boy, overall, not counting Sony. I'm gonna have to say Earth Defense Force 2017. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, 
<laughs> you don't have it's to. It's actually a pretty it. fun that game. game. all kinds of ass. Yeah, yeah that and I got it rules. for dirt cheap too. Um, boy, that's that's a tough question. Um, I play a lot of downloaded games on my 360. I play more downloaded games than I think anything else. But actually, I'm gonna give it to uh, if it's 360. I'm gonna give it to Crackdown. Uh, what a surprise that game was. I really want to play it more. It's one that I really want to crack into still and play co-op online. Um, really well done game that was under the radar, and I I really would give it to the 360. Um, that or Mass Effect, just because of what I've heard about the game, but uh, for what I've played, it would either... Well, I mean, if you want to go by how much I've played, I mean, you got to give props to Bomberman Live and to Puzzle uh, uh, Pinball FX. I mean, I play the hell out of those games. And, you know, Hilden put it perfectly when he said about Bomberman Live, you know, best supported game ever. Um, they continue to release content for it at a very reasonable price, and it's a great game, you know. There's still some technical issues, but overall, it's just, it's a blast. Um, yeah, I, I can't stop playing it. It's the, it's the one game on Xbox Live Arcade that I can always go to. I can always find groups playing, and not only that, most everyone we know on Xbox Live has it in our community of gamers, so... And you know, you talk to you talk to Boric or anybody like that, and you all you have to do is say, "Let's play Bomberman Live." Pretty much anybody will stop what they're doing and start playing Bomberman Live because it's so much fun. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm really the wrong person to ask about any Wii games. I'm just I, I like I said, I really respect what Mario Galaxy does, and I could sit and watch somebody play it for hours and hours. I literally could. Um, but for me personally, no, it's not game of the year. Um, you know, I don't own any other games for my Wii. It's actually sitting at my house right now, two hours away. Uh, one that I think is being overlooked by a lot of people um, that should be in the voting is Castlevania Castlevania Dracula X for the PSP. Uh, what a fantastic game and, and what a fantastic compilation. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's loved by a lot of PSP owners, but I think a lot of people that are just kind of casual about the PSP really have missed out on a great great title uh, one of my favorite turbo graphics games ever and they really improved it on the psp and the originals there anyway so um i mean overall it's really tough for me to pick i would say call of duty 4 is my top game of the year for any system so i guess man that's that's kind of where i'm gonna leave it yeah, okay cool okay i'm gonna go ahead and take the next and i'm gonna go ahead and take the third email too because i don't I don't. I don't want you to be in pain, Glenn. Because you're an attention whore. No, that is not true. I I feel for you, buddy. Oh no, I uh, I just sound rough. I, I think my voice will make it through. I, I dropped a lot of Robitussin before this. Oh, good. So you're gonna be all loopy. No, not the good Robitussin. Just the the throat stuff. Ah, boring. All right. So we got a letter from Nabokov Fam eighty seven, and he says, "Hey guys, I have a dilemma." I played Rainbow Six Vegas on my dad's HDTV, and the image quality was infinitely better than on my standard depth TV. I know there are more pixels in that side and how the quality has changed, but is there something else that I'm just not getting? Some games have less aliasing on HD, some have better texture quality. I guess what I don't understand is how the video settings change even though it is just a video output, or does the TV act like a video card, wouldn't a computer, or is it just the PS3 RSX chip doing it? Thanks for the help, Navicop Fan eighty seven. Well, I could go on for an hour about this, but basically, your 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 standard FTV is only a four eighty i TV, and only half of the scan lines go by at any given time. So you're really only seeing 
240 lines of resolution per cycle. Uh, that's why you're seeing a lot of aliasing, things like that, on a, on a standard FTV. The scan lines on a high def TV, be it a 720p set or a 1080p set or a 1080i set, the scan lines themselves are closer together and they're smaller. So they're, they're crunched together more and that gives it a smoother image. Um, you really want to see the differences. Play, play Gran Turismo 5 on a 1080p set at full 1080p and then drop the video down to 720p on that same TV and you'll see kind of the differences between the two uh, because they actually can pump up the anti-aliasing on the RSX to 4x on 720p and it actually looks a little bit smoother. So that's that's the long and short of it is the you're getting smaller pixels, you're getting scan lines that are closer together and they're actually thinner. Um, so you don't see as many black gaps between the scan lines. But also a progressive signal means that you're getting all 720 horizontal lines or on a 1080p set, all 1080 horizontal lines at the same time. Whereas an interlaced 480i or 1080i, you're only getting half of those per cycle. So, And next week on Tech Talk, we will uh, discuss quasars and how they affect everyday life whoa all right <laughs> i'll tell you I, i'll tell you when i recently made the jump from sd to hd and i was one of those guys like oh it's not that big of a deal and then you get an hd tv and then you realize yeah it kind of is i was actually but, surprised um, at rainbow six vegas especially on a standard def tv um i played no, it I'll on standard def at savory cades when i took my ps3 down there originally and i was actually surprised at how good the game actually looked in standard def so I'll tell you, you want to see, like, the biggest jump I saw was Ridge Racer 7. Oh, yeah. When definitely. I played that, I, I I played that game for about 30 hours in standard def, and then I put it on the HD set, and it, it looked like a sequel. It looked entirely different. It was Although gorgeous. it is cool. It is cool in Ridge Racer 7 that in standard def, they actually letterboxed the game. I was kind of impressed with yeah, that. that yeah, that is uh, that. Well, you get a better viewpoint of you know what you're doing in your drifts. It's actually right. very helpful. Yeah. But, Whereas uh, you yeah, play something like MLB Two K Seven, and there's actually stuff missing from the screen in S- uh, standard def. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it, that stuff always happens. But I am just uh, I was pretty floored, and as a Ridge Racer fanatic, it was I pl- I put another like 15 hours into Ridge Racer Seven just be- just to see it in my HD set and. Man, it blew me away. Indeed. Yeah, you got any other big ones you can think of that a uh, really big leap from SD to HD? I'm trying to remember what we... Well, I mean, we played even Super Stardust HD in standard def, and it, it looked pretty good, but, you know, you jump up, and it, it's just... Yeah. You got to look at the resolutions, and Nabo always says he's such a, a, a PC guy. Dude, you're jumping from basically 640 by 480 up to 1280 by 720. I mean, it's a huge leap in resolution to begin with. But, you know, he also talked about different connections. Well, on, on standard def, you're either running S-Video or you're running composite, which are very... I mean, S-Video actually separates the three basic colors, red, green, and blue, but it, it's still not really doing a lot. Whereas you go to component or DVI, and it's really separating the colors completely... It's much better shielding. Uh, you know, DVIs, are, DVI and HDMI are actually um, Glenn, Glenn, digital. Glenn, uh, uh, what? Huh? I, I'm sorry. Whoa, I, whoa, whoa. we gotta move on. <laughs> we, we gotta move on. 
I, I don't know how much. I, I like yes. cookies. I, I know you do, buddy. It's blacked out. What happened? What? Oh. <sighs> okay, so our third and final email is from uh, Damien Shepard. That is a fantastic name. And he says, uh, <laughs> he says, uh, hey guys, I just had to write in that even though you think Paint is a huge ripoff, which then don't download Mesmerize for the iToy, which was just posted this week. Actually, the oh, two bugs by the way, they wanted... this is an older email, I'm sorry. That's why he says okay. it's this week. Uh, for the two bucks they want to charge for it, the only thing that I could think you would use it for was when you were high on shrooms or other drugs. Hey, we know a guy there that wants no... to play this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there is no legit reason for it. It makes no sense, and it is a waste. That The write-up sounds cooler than it is, but I don't see myself using this at all. Therefore, I urge you to warn others on your next podcast to skip this one. Hey, by the way, guys, skip Mesmerize. Uh, warning, what a waste warning. of two bucks. <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. What a waste of two bucks. Aquarium was cute, and I can see how you could entertain little kids or use it for show-off, but Mesmerize... Well, that's a whole new story. Take care. Peace out. Happy holidays. From Damien. Next fear. Uh, yeah, and oh. actually, uh, I've, I've actually, we'll talk about it and then what we've been playing, but I've actually changed my tune on pain a little bit. All right. Okay. So, um, so one of our, uh, one of our um, community guys sent us a review, didn't he? Yeah, he uh, he did a good job on on one or two before, and uh, I told him to go ahead and send one in again for a game that I actually would like to get. I just haven't gotten around to getting it. Um, but our, our buddy Nabokov fan eighty seven actually sent us a review of WWE SmackDown versus Raw two thousand eight. So here we go. Hey everyone, I'm going to talk to you today about WWE eight on the PS three. Uh, I got this game in a sale at Target for 37 bucks. Uh, it could be on sale still, but I doubt it. Um, this game is the first uh, wrestling game from the WWE on the PS3, and it's sort of new, but it's sort of not. Um, the first thing they added was the unique superstar fighting styles. And this is actually one of the biggest things in the game, and it's probably the best thing in the game, is because you no longer have to deal with you know, going through 500 moves to make a move set. You sort of choose where you want to focus, and then you go from there. And it, it it really breaks it up. It makes the the gameplay completely different, and it adds a whole new just amount of depth to it. And it, it's really, really a good thing for this series. Um, they replaced season mode with what was called 24/7 mode, and this is sort of the fault of the game. Not because of the way that you're doing it, but because of the way sort of how they split everything up from, you know, you don't have points for stats anymore, you have percentages. And everything is sort of based on trying to get fans and trying to raise your stats and trying to still win and, and uh, stay healthy and not get injured. Um, what you have to do is basically you do two events or, you know, you wrestle two matches, you do basically a stats, raise your stats and then do a match or, or some combination of that and then you're going to get fatigued. And the only way to rest your fatigue is to basically go on R&R for a day or, or something. And along the way of, you know, doing the matches and all that, you, you sort of do interviews or you'll do, you know, a movie shoot or something. And you'll get the fan points and that'll raise your, uh, you know, how, how big the fans like you. And the way it works is when you rest, you basically lose 15 points. So the problem I have is I'm a new character. 
So I start out with zero. I raise, you know, to get my eight or ten points from doing the events. Then I rest for one day, and I lose everything I just did. So you kind of, you're going two places at once. You're going forward and backwards, but, you know, you raise your stats, and then you're still, you know, you're stuck in the hole because nobody wants to see you. Um, the next thing they did was the they redid completely the submission system. And this is, I sort of like it, but I sort of don't. Um, in past series, it was a meter where you just basically had to mash the hell out of the controller. And the second one they did was, um, it's called Submission B, where you had to push a button to, to add pressure. You just keep pushing it faster faster, and then that was how you did pressure. Um, the new one we do is you twist the right joystick. Um, it's sort of like doing the bushing ma button mashing. I would rather do the button mashing, but, you know, you, you really need to, you know, after you're doing three moves, submission moves, you're beating the hell out of the controller, it sort of takes a toll. And this is where the new mode really works. The way it doesn't work is, you know, you go up and fight someone who's a submissioner, you know, that's their specialty, and they hit a button and then the submission is over. Or it's countered or, or something. And, you know, you pull up to, you know, let's say Ken Kennedy, and he's not a submissioner by anything, and, you know, I go to do a move against him, and it's immediately countered. Or I'll go to punch Batista, and it's countered, or, you know, something like that. And this is where the new, um, the new superstar styles really bog down the game, is they're not perfected yet. You know, it's, it's good that they're there, it's great when you're making a character, and it's great when you're playing, but it really needs to be refocused and um, polished uh, more than anything. The, there's another thing I added in here, it's uh, the ECW. And this is really something that you see, you know, through the loading screens and everything. That's something they're really, really pushing in this game. Is, you know, you go up there, you start your season, the first thing you see is uh, Vince McMahon yelling that he's added the ECW and it's going to be the greatest thing that ever happened. And they're sort of really shoving that down your throat. And if you don't like the ECW, it's kind of more of a nuisance than anything. But if you're an ECW fan, you should really you know, get this game for that because it's a great thing in the game. The last thing I added was basically they just redid the controls and they redid how some of the moves are and the overall feel of the game is a lot more popular. Um, when you take someone and you mash them against the mat with a suplex or something, you really hear the ping and you hear the pop and everything sounds a lot better. There are a few, this is the first game where I've actually had some problems with the sound design. When you pop somebody in the corner, you know, on the turnbuckle or you do, um, a special basically a shotgun sound goes off and that it just do, it doesn't mesh well with everything else in the game you know you have these new graphics that just holy hell the graphics in this game you know you can really see the vibrance and the sound design is great but you're fighting someone and you throw them into the corner or you do a turnbuckle move and you hear a, sh a gun go off it, it just really it takes you out of the moment um before I was, I played this game a lot and this weekend and everything for the review, but I wasn't really having any fun. And then I played it again this morning, and I got in a match and basically just beat the hell out of somebody trying to do a submission. And it was really cool because I finally had some fun, and the game finally paid off for me. Uh, it took basically a week and a half for me to actually have some fun at this game, and it's kind of. It, it, I don't want to say go run out there and get it, but if you're, you know, looking for something to play on the PS3, this isn't a bad shot, you know. Pick it up on a sale or something, but I can't say go out there and it's going to be a game for everybody. But if you have played wrestling games, something, you know, 
SmackDown vs. Raw and you enjoyed it, go out and get this. I'm gonna take you out in the steel cage this Sunday. You know what, Rock? I'm gonna take your head and bash it into the fence right there. And then I'm gonna steal your girlfriend and I'm gonna take your car and smash it and then I'm gonna do my taxes. Right. Wrestling is a strange, strange thing. Now don't go there. You're going to piss some people off. Hey, I, I, I'm a wrestling fan. I didn't say... I, did I say something bad? No. Did I say you were getting there, though. I, I, th- I think weird. you were kind of on that slippery slope. It's a male soap opera, but hey, it's cool. Yeah, it's a soap opera with a lot of violence. What more could a guy want? Uh, Evil twins. Isn't that what the uh, Bushwhackers were? Oh, they weren't twins. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what have you been playing this week? Um, <laughs> by the way, thanks, Nabo, for sending that in. Good job, man. Yeah, very good. Thank you. I've been playing a lot lately, actually. It's kind of weird. Uh, played some Rock Band, played some Guitar Hero 3 on the PS2. Not much, but really just watched other people play that one. Played some Neo Geo Battle Coliseum, which I got for the PS2 for $15 from Amazon. Uh, I wanted to review it this week, but I really haven't played it enough to review it yet. Um, overall, I mean, just my th- real quick impressions. It's really, really good. It's a great fighting game. Kind of you know, one of those games where it's this cool fighting game. Great mechanics. Actually made by SNK Playmore. With characters from a bunch of different Neo Geo titles like Fatal Fury, um, Last Blade, Art of Fighting, World Heroes, and actually some characters from Metal Slug. Uh, including, I think, is some the other little games. guy is the little guy from Blue's Journey in there? I don't know. <laughs> the fact that that's actually a possibility is scary. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't. There's actually it comes with forty characters, and then you can unlock eight more. And I haven't really gotten that deep into the game yet. Um, Saver Cade, let me know that you know the Japanese version had a lot of load time issues, which I had been reading about. Uh, the American version is actually based on the European one which fixed all the load times. and Because I was saying, it doesn't seem like it has any load issues, and it doesn't. It's very quick. Uh, the control is spot on. Uh, rumble support works great with the, with the DualShock 3. Uh, really fun game. Uh, does not play in widescreen or anything like that, but, man, the graphics are great. Animation's really good. Uh, so I'm, I'm really happy with it. Um, also, I played a couple of matches so far. I haven't really gotten too deep into it yet, but you know, I picked up Fire Pro Wrestling for the PS2 for 8 bucks from Amazon. Which you just can't pass up that price. I'm sorry. Um, humongously deep game. Um, Too bad there's no way to uh, for the game to teach you how to get into that depth. Well, that's the problem. The menuing system is absolutely horrendous. But I mean, once you figure it out, it's not too bad. Uh, it actually comes with a bunch of created characters that are very, very similar to really well-known wrestlers from even our past, like a Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant stuff like that. So. Uh, really cool game, and it's one that I really want to put some more time into. Uh, I yeah, think it would be a good party uh, game. I, I've heard that they've actually like set it up to the point where in your Create a Wrestler, you can see the different heads that have a uh, very strong resemblance to a famous wrestler from the state. So if you want to spend six hours in there creating Andre the Giant and Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and guys from the legion of doom and just anybody you can think of you can i mean it's, well most of those wrestlers are, are actually there. already in the game i mean they are they've just we've seen legion them. of doom in it we've seen under the giant we've seen hulk hogan of course they have different names but we i mean we've seen pretty much every wrestler that you can think of i don't think we saw stone cold though 
Um, Double Recon actually found a great website where you can actually download. Um, I think I don't know if it's download save games or anything, or if it's just if it shows you what settings to put everything at for certain wrestlers. I haven't gotten a chance to look at it yet, um, but I asked him to put a thread up on VG Evo. I don't, I don't know if he's done so yet. If he hasn't, then I will slap him with a fish in the face. Um, are you yawning again? Get a nap before the show. Dude, it's been a long fucking day. I'm, I've oh. worked eight days in a row. Oh, People yeah. gotta get their pizza. Um, yeah, Played some fucking... Metal Slug 3 on the Xbox Live Arcade today. Is that Ten good? bucks. It's not worth it, in my opinion. Uh, I've read that the... Well, I've read that the online is a laggy mess. Oh, uh, but that might be associated with the live problems that are still actually occurring. I mean, I'm having problems with live right now. Yeah. Um, the HD, I really don't see it. Uh, it looks pretty similar to what my Neo Geo looks like on this TV and component video. So I'm not sure about that. Um, the the control with the analog stick on the 360 controller is a little wonky. And we all know how crappy the D-pad is. So I'm a little concerned Ugh. about that. Yeah. Uh, that I is mean, it's quite the same possibly game. the worst D-pad I've ever used. It is. It's it, well. No, the it's Jaguar D pad's worse. Well, oh wait, no, the CDI D pad. If you've ever that got one is one really bad too. Um, the other thing that I'm really wondering about, and I don't know if maybe SNK Playmore did this on purpose, but Metal Metal Slug Three on Xbox Live Arcade seems to have all of the slowdown that the original version had, which you wouldn't well, expect on such a beefy system. Well, maybe they can just say it's an arcade perfect port. I, and that might be so, but yeah, it's got all the slowdown of the original because I own the original kids. <laughs> so, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I went up three ranks in Warhawk thanks to uh, my buddy's son Dexter. Uh, flew for me because I need one badge and I just could not get it flying. I, I you had to get it flying and I could not do it. So I had Dexter fly for me. He unlocked this badge and boom, I went three up three ranks. So I cheated a little bit, but that's all right. Um, no one else has to know. Yeah, except for everybody that listens to this show. Yep. Um, I, I, I suck as a pilot of Warhawk. I'll freely admit it. I suck. And I've been trying, too. Um, Industry and all the other guys that, that I play with normally have been getting on lately. They're all freaking out. Holy shit. Torgo's in a Warhawk. Well, yeah, but I still suck. Um, of course, playing some Call of Duty 4. I believe I'm up to around 26 in prestige mode. Uh, I haven't played it as much as I want to. Played some more Gran Turismo 5 Prologue. Finally got the online patch downloaded. It took forever. Uh, the online stuff is really cool. You can have time trials online. It actually updates live. So every time you make a, a lap, it actually sends your lap time up to the to the servers in real time. Uh, but I've been playing a lot more of that. And um, is that finally it? Warhawk did it. Oh, and a lot of pain. Uh, I don't know why, but I got on a pain kick the last couple days. And I'll tell you what, I'm having a lot more fun with it now. We played some multiplayer where they have a couple of different modes. They actually have a bowling mode. So you shoot your guy at bowling pins, and your opponent has three things set up on every level or every time you're you know you're throwing the ball, basically, but you're throwing this dude. So, like, I shoot my guy... And my opponent has, they can hit like this thing where this donut comes flying at me. Basically, you're trying to hit your opponent's guy so that he doesn't hit the pins. So you're always throwing something at him. 
And um, like some of the pins get replaced with mimes every now and then. And <laughs> the bowling is fun. But the, the one that really caught a lot of people, including the Cades and, and Trick Mantarian Saber Girl this last weekend, uh, which I didn't get to go to Chicago. It snowed really bad. So I was kind of disappointed and hurt. Um, is horse mode. Where it's horse. You basically you, you hit an object. And they have to hit that object. But they also have to beat the score that you get. So when you hit the object, you still have to try to get a really high score. And it just keeps going. So if you hit the object and get a score and you beat their score, then they can come back and try to beat your score. And that is really addicting. Um, so I'm going to waffle a little bit and say, if you have the opportunity to play with this with other people, it might be worth 10 bucks because it is pretty fun. Uh, the other thing is I unlocked the other mode in Pandemonium which is, I think, they call the next day or something to that effect. It's a different layout for the city that has online leaderboards. So now a few of us have actually gotten to that point. So now we're competing for points on the online leaderboards. So cool. big, big week for me. You know, I had, I had four days off, so... You had uh, a big Jared week, for week. I had a Jared week. I didn't buy that many games, though. But I did pre-buy Burnout Paradise. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, and one last I one. I, I actually bought Unreal Tournament 3. Oh, well, we got to talk about this. Yeah, so I haven't played it a lot, but I, I did get to play it. I haven't downloaded the mods yet. Uh, although we have one story today that you know the mods that are out right now are all done by by Epic. They're not yeah. actually user created. But um, Savory Cade actually downloaded them and was really talking them up. Uh, I just haven't had time to do it, so I want to do it tomorrow night. I'm home all weekend, so I hope. To yeah, play I've, it this da- I've downloaded. I've downloaded all the ones brought out by Epic so far. Yeah, it's um, it's really well done. I have not tried a, a mouse and keyboard yet, but. Uh, I think Call of Duty 4 and Warhawk especially have trained me to use the controller a little bit better on a game like this. And I oh, actually... Cool. I get to really pwn you. Yeah, well, I mean, I took first place on the map already, so... Um, around around. Uh, I actually went buck wild with a sniper rifle, which I never do. But I got in this spot, and they were just kept coming out at me. I think I had five kills in a row with, with a sniper rifle. Which, it, that's unheard of for me with a controller. Monster so, kill! Yeah, but it, it's a well-done game, but it is what it is. You know, it's just a flat-out frag fest. Uh, but very cool game, very well done. And, uh, you know, you were talking about the load-ins where things load in in sections. Yeah. It doesn't do that when you install everything to the hard drive. There's an option to do that? Yeah, if you go to options, it says install. You can actually install more, uh, more of the game to the hard drive. Oh, well, I'm going to go do that. Yeah, because when you first put the game in, it actually installs some to the hard drive. When you go to options, there's another section in there for install more, and it starts at 51 and goes up to 251 that hasn't been done yet, and that's actually what happens. So that loading that you're seeing does not happen if you install more to the hard drive. Okay, yeah, cool. So there you go. You know, I'm here to help. I'm just, I'm here to be, I'm here to, you know, take all the licks for everybody and, and just figure everything out for you. Cool. Okay. All right, what have you been playing? Uh, well, let's see. First off, I... What? Nothing, go ahead. Okay, just making sure. All right, so uh, I uh, I finished Half-Life 2 Episode 1. Uh, total time took me about 150 minutes. Really, really, really short. Um, it, And the same thing about Half-Life 2 is I am very glad that I have Half-Life 2 Episode 2 ready to go after that ending... Which, uh, who doesn't love the, uh, fade to white and then hear, Gordon, and then see credits roll? Because, you know, that's a real, that's an ending everybody loves. 
Um, played through Portal again just for the heck of it. Uh, put in put in some more Naruto. Put in some more Mass Effect. Uh, I got to a big twist in Mass Effect where, um, let's see, uh, how do I word this? A character I really like was affected in a certain way, and that threw me completely through a loop. I didn't see it coming, and what happens is actually really, really cool. Um, played some more Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I don't know why, but I've played some more Forza 2, and I, I think I'm starting to come around. Uh, I'm yeah, I really did too, though. I'm really getting into tuning my cars, and it's like the little differences, like... I can't drive a real-wheel drive car yet, because, uh, I don't know, it's just really different. It's a lot looser when you drive it around. Uh, so I'm trying to get used to driving a real a rear-wheel drive, you know, but you, I, I'm really... Do you have, yes. like, the 67 Mustang yet? Uh, no. Oh, uh, once you get that thing and really start beefing it up, it's just, it's a bad out of hell. And <laughs> a bad the problem is it's rear-wheel, and you really have to learn how to drive that thing compared to a front-wheel drive, but... I used that, I think it's like a 67 Mustang, 67 or 68, and I use that thing more than anything else in that game, and it's because they're so light, and you just put this humongous engine in it, and you put all the tweaks on it, it's insane. Cool. But I mean, the thing is, you can't keep control of it, I mean, it, you have to just make sure you're on it all the time. I.e., it's a bat out of hell. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know why, but I am I am coming around to it, and I'm you know, played some more nights. Uh, oh, man, I, uh, I, I think we're all just kind of so happy to see nights again that we're willing to uh, look past some of the serious issues this game has. It, it, it just the the storyline is so bad, so just and so prevalent. That's what gets me. I mean, if it was just like an opening cutscene and it was really cheesy, I'd get over it, but. There's so many cutscenes in this game, just over and over again, and, you know, the, the voice acting's pretty bad, and just some of the things with the gameplay, I mean, it's, it's, okay, the original Knights is now pushing 12 years old, and this is basically the same gameplay that's going on with it, uh, and, uh, it's just not, I don't really think it's holding up that well. So you don't believe the hype. I... Did I believe the hype? Nobody on Team Fremont believed the hype. We were all thinking, "Oh man, this is gonna suck so bad." We're just happy. We're just happy that the game isn't a total disaster. You know. It, so I hope that they come out with a sequel, and I hope that they make they do something with this formula because basically it's a it's a prettied up Saturn game. And uh, some more Man Up Two, and then. Uh, the big I last night I decided I was looking at Bioshock and I'm like God damn it I'm gonna finish this because like two months ago I just completely stopped playing because after I got to the twist uh, the game just ceased to be interesting because you know the the main bad guy gets replaced by another bad guy who's nowhere near as fascinating That's and a twist. it is actually it is quite a twist. But, uh, and, you know, so I, I just stopped playing it, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to fucking finish this game. And here are my two, my two least favorite things to do in games are fetch quests and then escort missions. That's now, everybody's a lot of... least favorite. Yes. And so then when you do a fetch quest, and then immediately afterwards an escort mission, I mean, one on top of another, it's just like, what? I mean, you know, everyone's just like, oh, it's the atmosphere and the 
graphics, and yes, this is all true, but I think as a from a gameplay standpoint, I think Bioshock is severely lacking. Because as a first-person shooter, it's not very good. As an RPG, it's not very deep. Uh, you know, the, the whole health bar system is contrived and doesn't make sense. I mean, it, you get later into the game, you're pumping literally 45 rounds into some of these bad guys, and they're not going down. And I'm not talking about bosses or a big daddy. I'm talking about just some random splicer, you know, uh, and it just, it just, it's starting to really piss me off. And I've asked a friend where I am, and apparently I'm about 35 minutes away from beating it. Sounds like Uncharted so, uh, if you don't know how to how to aim. Yeah, it. So <laughs> if <laughs> yeah, poor John. But uh, you know, I'm, so I'm gonna finish it. But you know, I th the video game medium is very interesting because here's the thing: you can have this incredible, amazing atmosphere, this beautiful storyline, these wonderful characters, all of which Bioshock has in droves, and I mean, pretty much second to none in the industry right now. But if the gameplay just isn't there, I'm not going to be very interested. As a first-person shooter, as a full-on shooter, it is not very good. Well, I got a little worried when Ken Levine comes out, or Levine, Levine, whatever. Levine. Um, comes out and says, you know, it starts kind of apologizing for the ending of the game. Yeah, he should. And he, you know, he was basically saying that it was because the marketing department made him I think it was about the choice, but I don't know if it was about the other stuff as well, because everybody that I've talked to that has finished the game even said, it just takes this weird turn towards the end, and it's almost like they didn't finish the game or they were rushed. Yeah, so that, there that is actually a, there me is a little a, bit. There is a pretty weird turn, and I guess they're not, they don't want to tell you, but what, what happens to your character just seems a little weird and out of place. Let's just go with that. But, uh, and then, other than that, I played, uh, I actually, I played a little bit more Sam and Max Season 1, and, uh, I'm now, I've now beaten the third episode, the, I think it's called The Mob, The Meat, and The Mole Man. Out of the three I've played so far, I think the second one, Situation Comedy, is the funniest one. I mean, they're all just hysterical, but I think, you know, at, apparently Episode 4, which is Abe Lincoln Must Die... Is the best one, yeah. so I can't I can't wait to play Abe Lincoln Must Die, but yeah, it's so nice that it, I mean it's Sam and Max. Sam and Max is awesome. I agree. I mean, Sam and Max Hit the Road is probably in my top ten games of all time, and you know I I, I grew up with a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, it's just just a great series, and I love it. I mean, it's fantastic writing, and unlike Bioshock, it's got this adventure game and. Now, it's, it's good as an adventure game. It's kind of easy, though, because since in each episode you don't really have a lot of locations, so there's only so much you can do with the puzzles. But that's good because right. it, it doesn't get into some kind of crazy uh, Gabriel Knight syndrome where, like, if you forgot to click something in the first level of the game, you get to the last level, and, oh, yeah, by the way, you're fucked. Yeah, it's, so, uh, yeah, I agree. It's a great game. I haven't really gotten too deep into it now. I'm rebuilding my uh, my laptop here pretty soon because my replacement hard drive showed up. So um, I'm waiting until I get that done to actually really dig into that game. Yeah, and what's also nice is I am not a PC gamer. Um, I'm running on a uh, now year-and-a-half-old, like $500 cheapest Dell laptop you could possibly get laptop. And Sam and Max Season 1 runs just fine. So Yeah, it's a pretty low-spec system or uh, game. Yeah, it looks like a... It looks like a PS2 game, basically. It don't, right. it don't look too good. Well, 
it looks good. I mean, the, the artistic style of it is enough to overpower. I mean, lots of lots of basic colors and that kind of thing. It's all about the character models and expressions, and those are really, really good. It's, it's a look that will stand the test of time, unlike most games. Indeed. And then... And then lastly, uh, for some strange reason, I decided I have never played Kingdom Hearts. So I decided to give it a shot, and uh, wow, that game is awesome. I'm really yeah, surprised that's what I hear. by how cool it is. Um, you know, I just I, I guess I was just too much of a man. Just like, I'm not going to play a game with fucking Donald and Goofy in it. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's really cool, and I'm digging the storyline, and uh, it's the only thing I've found with Haley Joel Osment that's tolerable. I see stupid people. Yeah. Oh, and oh god, one of the members from InSync is one of your friends. Uh, I think it's Lance. I don't know. Uh, I read oh. I I read somewhere that like Riku is play Riku is played by a member of InSync. But yeah, it's pretty much Disney fluff. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's it. All right then. Uh, more uh, Simpsons I'm... game, but yeah, that's it. Uh. Alright, well, on to the news. The news. We're good. Okay, so, um, we both love the orange box and stuff that's in the content, and apparently everybody loves the orange box. Uh, except for PS3 owners, because they've kind of had some problems. Well, apparently, uh, there is rumor afoot of a possible patch. Glenn? Actually, I think it's numerous patches as well, but, um, because I saw another story today, but, um... Basically, there's a post on the on the Valve forums in response to a complaint. I'm sure it's probably many complaints. And yeah. basically it says, I'm sorry that you are unsatisfied with your game. I hope that we will be able to correct any major issues in the future. Uh, also, there's another post on another thread. It says, we're working on getting the optical cable support into an update. I'll post when I have details. Now, the other story I read today, I didn't link to for us just because it was real vague. Um, but basically it was saying that there's a, a now a almost like a poll that is either being sent out to people or I think it's up on the forums on Valve's uh, website basically saying, you know, what are you having problems with? Or, or it's not a, uh, I'm sorry, not a poll. It's a thread basically asking what problems are you having with the PS3 version and so they can figure out what exactly needs to be fixed. Um, I read another kind of statement Shitty load this times week. and a bad yeah. frame rate? Well, I read another statement this week that um, Valve is really pissed off at EA for having the team that they had do it, like with EA Europe or whatever. Um, well, that's Valve's own damn fault for not doing it. You know, I agree. And it's, it's you know, if he's so pissed off, Gabe Newell, why don't you just do the freaking game yourself? If you're so worried about your, you know, how you're going to look to everybody because this version sucks compared to all the other all the other versions and your game doesn't look good. Guess what? Put some time and effort into it, and do it yourself, and do it right. Especially since you my... guys are valves at such are such computer maniac, maniacal geniuses that they can just figure this stuff out. Well, they yeah. didn't even try. I know, and yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot of different places saying that there are going to be not just one but multiple patches for the PS3 version. Should this have been this way? No, absolutely um, not. But we have some people even on our forums saying the problems are not as bad as it looks. Uh, apparently online is running pretty well. On um, Team Fortress 2? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a couple of guys that have even gotten on there. You know, I finished Half-Life 2, Episode 2, things like that. 
those slowdowns weren't that bad and it was very rare that it happened things like that so uh, you know I, I don't know if some people are blowing this out of proportion I personally probably would bitch about it just because I'm used to the PC version which is obviously the best version out there um, but yeah I mean at least they're they're stepping up to the plate and, and saying they're going to fix it now if they actually fix it eh, we'll see but uh, you know this is a good first step at least it shouldn't have happened to begin with though in my opinion yeah, it's it's Valve's own damn fault for just not giving two shits about the audience and then just shipping it out to some random EA Europe developer, which could be like six dudes in Bulgaria. Who knows? I mean, we make it, it, we make orange bucks. We make it no. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, it, it's ridiculous that this happened, and they should be damn sorry, and they should be trying to fix it because I'm sorry. Uh, serious frame rate hitches in a three-year-old game based off a four-year-old hard drive. Hard hardware, I mean not hardware. A four-year-old engine—that's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Come on, say it. you know you want to. Inconceivable. No. Yeah, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. It's not inconceivable because it happened. Yeah, I know, but it's still funny. Okay, I bet you think it is. All right, so um, right now this lovely radio program. Brought to you by a little program called Skype. Yep. Uh, we, we don't like this program because it's evil and it seems to crap out at random places. But Actually, we've had really good luck with it, uh, except for that one time that we oh. couldn't log into it. Yeah, the infamous, that infamous episode. Yeah. But, Ugh. I mean, overall, it's been, it's been really good since then. Yeah, okay, I'll take that back. And it was, and it was because it, of Skype that we could have David Jaffe on this show via telephone. What a great... Okay, yeah, I take it back. Skype kicks ass. And guess what? What? It's coming to the PSP. We think. Oh! Now, yeah, how do you back um, this up, Glenn? Well, uh, you know, out on, on Engadget, which is actually in the same network as like Gizmodo and Kotaku and everything else, um, there's been some PR rumblings from Sony that at the next CES, Skype is apparently going to be showing... Their software running on the PSP. Uh, not really any details out there, except for over on Uber Gizmo, a, uh, and I'm just going to quote this, a perverse and exciting little Easter egg has been found in the PSP promo video which accompanies this new info. For literally one frame, Sony all but confirms Skype on the handheld with a nearly subliminal image that reads, Make Calls with Skype. And when you, if you want to check the show notes, I have a link to this uh, story out on Engadget, and the, the the screen is right there. So, yes. um, also included in subliminal messaging, Sony telling you to spread the blood of the innocent and smoke, smoke, smoke. Um, so we'll be, you know, we'll be doing the podcast from our PSPs very soon. Should we should we do that kind of just as a publicity thing? See if it works. I don't know how I don't know how I'd rec- well I could record it. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. That'd be kind of cool. All right, let's let's rock and roll. But later, not now. Ooh. Well, okay, so we Glenn, can't did, do it right now. We yes. don't have it yet. Oh uh, yeah. Well, maybe soon enough at CES. Ta-da. All right. So, uh, did you ever play a little game called Just Cause? I played the demo on the 360. What'd you think of it? I like the concept, but I got bored with it, to be honest. Yeah, that's pretty much what I thought of it. I, I, I picked it up, and I played it for... I I think I got about halfway through it. Um, really 
cool idea, but not the gameplay just wasn't there to back it up. You, and you got the idea of thinking, maybe if they made this into a sequel, maybe if they made a sequel, they could expand upon the idea and make it really, really cool. Well, apparently, we just might get that wish, as uh, Avalanche Interactive and Eidos have announced that they are working on a Just Cause 2. But here's the thing, it just might be a PS3 exclusive. Nobody knows. So, yeah, so why is that, Glenn? Why are people saying that? Well, they only uh, show it in development for the PlayStation 3 and no other system. Now, again, this could be grasping at straws. This is an Ars Technica article, so take it for what it, for what it is. Uh, but I have a feeling maybe in two weeks we're going to see 360 and PC up there as well. Well, they could also be doing going the burnout route and the route that apparently everyone should be going because it seems to be working so damn well is yep. develop for PS3 first. Yep. And we, I mean, we've heard a lot of developers doing that now too. Um, a lot of developers have come out and say we're we're starting on PS3 and we're going from that route. So pretty cool. Um, yeah. You know, I also heard a lot of people really rave about Just Cause. So I mean, I this know, is kind uh, of an exciting news. I know Dave Coolis loved it. Uh, I mean, Dale Coolis Dale? Uh, from the GV Pub. Yeah, Dale, not Dave. He really liked it. Um, I don't know of anyone else that we know who has played it, but well, I mean, there I were a lot of forum posts out there about how great the game was, and and it's a cool uh, idea. And if it was, when everything but... when everything worked, and when you got everything right, and when you were pulling off these just insane moves, it was totally awesome. Problem is, it hardly ever worked that well. Yeah, I always had a problem running out of ammo too much. Hmm. Yeah, that happened. I think that... Yeah. I, I don't know. It's been a while since I played it. Right. Okay, okay. so... Um, we So you talked a little bit about Unreal Tournament 3, how you have not downloaded the mods yet. Well, the thing about those mods is the uh, actual uh, software that, that, that Epic would put out to help people cook, as they say in the uh, tech-savvy world, the mods onto the PS3 it hasn't been released yet, so all of the mods that we've been seeing as of right now are actually brought in by Epic, uh, finished uh, finished in-house, and then put out by Epic. However, that's all about the change next week, as the PS3 UT3 mod support will finally be hitting the public uh, next week, and that's awesome, because there's a lot of really cool mods for Unreal Tournament 3 right now. Yeah, and it'll just be a patch uh, for the PC version of the game. So uh, very easy for people to get. And um, there's going to be an update within that patch for the Unreal Editor with the ability to cook PS3 mods. Very Start cool. Start getting those out there, guys. Yeah, and it just, and you know, I, I, I want to play a Halo 3 version of Unreal Tournament 3, so somebody should get Jeez. on that and really piss somebody off. Yeah, piss them off. Yeah, hell yeah. Who doesn't like pissing people off? I do. We know you like pissing people off. Alright, and, um... So Midway hasn't exactly had a very good year. Uh, you know, after such great titles as Hour of Victory. You know, Area 51. Uh, Area 51, uh... Stranglehold uh, cost about $35 million to make and didn't make that much back. And, uh... That's so, such a good game. That's pretty awesome. But, uh, Midway's chairman has resigned. He is stand- He is, uh... He stood down, uh, no word as of yet as to another position he might be taking up, but apparently there is turmoil afoot in the, uh, in the Midway Chicago offices, especially since the, um, the lead developer of, uh, Blackside Area 51 basically said they weren't very nice to deal with, and, uh, the, his development cycle was a complete mess, 
which is an interesting thing to say when you want to keep your job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the guy's name. The guy's name is uh, Kenneth D. Cron. Uh, he was. Uh, he's been the CEO since 2004. He's the former chairman and CEO of Vivendi, and uh, he where he led the company through a billion-dollar Nasdaq public offering. So. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I, I, hey, that's cool. I guess. Yep. And so, uh, uh, Sherry Redstone yeah. took his took his place for now. Um, and she was actually the vice chair of Midway's board. Uh, so now she is the chair. And um, we'll see how how well she does. Hopefully she figures something out. Yeah, I, and her, I mean, Midway, I mean, back in the day, Midway kicked so much ass. And they've been putting out some fairly solid stuff. I mean, uh, you know, they have some good franchises back there. Maybe if they stop beating the Mortal Kombat horse uh, so hard, you know, we might get something interesting, but... Who knows? We have to see. Well, I mean, I know a few more people that bought the Stranglehold Special Edition when Best Buy had it for 40 bucks, and everybody that bought it so far that, that I know has really enjoyed the game, so who knows? Maybe Stranglehold will kind of get a resurgence, and maybe we'll see a second one. That'd be cool. I, I'd love it, but I really I do think like I it. Actually read, I think I actually read an article saying how there would never be a Stranglehold 2 because actually getting John Woo and Chow Yun Fett back for a, for a sec, well, actually a third go-around might be a little uh, unreasonable. So, I'll talk knows? him into it. I'll talk him yeah, into you it. Yeah, hey, you know. Hey, you know, you're good like that. Yeah, I'll e-stock him. <laughs> hey, it's worked for us so far. <laughs> so right. far, so good. Yeah, okay, so we've got uh, this week in the PlayStation Store. Not exactly a big week. Uh, we got some well, cool stuff. it is but... if you're a rock band owner. Yeah. Okay, so we've got uh, some Guitar Hero 3 downloadable content before we get to the cool rock band stuff. We've got... Antisocial by Trust, which is two forty nine. Got. What? Have you heard of any of these songs? No. Well, right. I, here's the thing. There's actually there. Antisocial well, is I'm like. Not, I'm talking well, about the first three songs. Well, let me finish. God okay. Damn it. No, no, no. I'm just asking <laughs> well, you. On if the, you've heard uh, yes, uh, I'm on the uh, on the three sixty. They actually had this stuff out about two weeks ago. Uh, so, good job, Activision. But. And not only that, I think it was actually cheaper on 360, or more expensive, I don't know. But um, they had trailers of these three songs, basically the music videos. And yeah, this is some weird, weird stuff that they have pulled out. This huh. Ertin Wasvoyer Sion is like, sung by a German crossdresser. It is a weird okay. friggin' song. I came, I came close to buying it just because of how friggin' weird it was, but decided against it. Sol Paisano is actually a pretty mellow song. I don't know why they picked that one, but it's pretty cool. So Payaso? Yeah, So Payaso. I don't know. I Okay. I don't speak I don't speak French. But uh, <laughs> I don't listen to hip hop. I'm sorry. Yes. All right, and then we've got the Warner/Reprise pack, which is 625. These songs cannot be downloaded individually. You have to get the whole thing where you get No More Sorrow by Linkin Park, Sleeping Giant by Mastodon. And pretty handsome, awkward by the used. Uh, Meh. These songs I don't give two shits about. Yeah. Now, did you yeah. get the link that I sent you in the chat box with the updated list? No. Okay. Why don't you I go ahead and tell people you. about that? Okay, just because um, when when I make up the schedule for this show, we we do it on Thursday, and it depends on when the PlayStation Store update actually comes out on the blog, or else I have to go to the store myself and like try to find everything that was new. And I actually did a pretty decent job this week, but 
Um, oh, wait. Actually, I might have gotten everything. I'm not sure, though. So I, I just want to make sure you had the official one in your hands. But well, uh, for okay. Rock Band, well, for Rock Band, you know, the PSN didn't get any updates last week because basically Sony shut down for the week. Um, so we're, we, we get all the stuff that they had last week, including the new songs for this week. So uh, we have some actually kind of lesser known titles. Uh, Attack from 30 Seconds to Mars for 99 cents. The Kill from 30 Seconds to Mars, which that band is, uh, what's that guy's name? That's Jared Leto's uh, band, isn't Jared it? Jared Leto's band. That guy's a douche. Yeah, that guy um, is a douche. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel said that he'll never have that guy back on the show. He said he's the biggest douche he ever had on the show. <laughs> That's um, saying something. Yeah, no shit. This is, uh, this dirty is the same guy who had from Mike American Tyson Region. karaoke. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, continue. D- dirty Little Secret from All American Rejects for 99 cents. Move Along, All American Rejects for 99 cents. And Song with a Mission from The Sounds for 99 cents. Uh, that's all, all the stuff that the 360 owners got last week. We also get this week um, three songs, which I think I might be buying all three. Uh, yeah. Limelight from Rush for $1.99. Hard that's to Handle awesome. from the Black Crows for $1.99, uh, which uh, those are both covers. And then the original, Give Me Three Steps by Leonard Skinner for $1.99. Or you can can't buy go the wrong entire pack. Nah, you can't go wrong with Skinner, man. Buy some Skinner, man. <laughs> um, and you can buy the pack of those three for $5.49 as usual. So um, that, that's a great three-pack right there, though. Um, and uh, There's some more Need for Speed Pro Street cards. No, no, stop. Buy. Shut up. Shut and up. we're not talking about them because you can unlock them. So F-U-E-A. Yeah. We will not give that the time of day. Nope. Um, next, we've got a demo for NFL Tour. Uh, I don't. I'm not too interested in this. Yeah, it's a seven. Well, why don't you just read the PR bullshit? Well, it's, a, it it's a seven on. It's a seven on seven NFL game. It's NFL Street Four. They just changed the name. Yeah, basically. Um, I'm downloading it, but I had I paused it for the show. Uh, and then one video, which is the Gran Turismo Five Prologue Japanese launch trailer. So. Yeah, not a great week unless, like I said, unless you're a rock band owner, then it's a really goddamn good week. All right, so I'll go ahead and talk about the new releases this week. We've got uh, on Blu-ray, we've got some really cool stuff. We've got no kidding. We've got, we've got Sunshine. We've got uh, which is a like a movie. I I can't. It's like a movie about the sun going out, and they're trying to re- kickstart it. Basically, well, we've of got, course. We've got Sister Street Fighter one and two. Sweet. I don't know. What, we've got Dude. Night of the. Street Fighter and Sister Street Fighter, Sonny Chiba, and then and then Sister Street Fighter. I, I'm not big oh. on I'm not big on that old stuff. Okay, we've got a uh, Night of the Werewolf slash Vengeance of the Zombies, which is a. It's actually a two pack. These are two packs. Uh, where yeah. I think I think both movies are on the same disc, so they're going to be lower quality. How, how good quality can you get out of something like that, though? We've Very got, true. We've got Killing Machine slash Shogun's Ninja. That's another two-pack. We've got Dragon Wars. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you buy that? We've got Man on Fire, which is actually an all right movie. Great. For, oh, not, not an all right movie. A great movie. I wouldn't call One it One of my favorites. No, it is great. That movie is... And, and the original stunk. The original had Scott Glenn and uh, Joe Pesci in it, and it was bad. But Man on Fire with Denzel Washington is so freaking good because it's just... And my buddy Adam explained it perfectly to me. Because I thought the same thing. I'm like, eh, it looks all right. It starts out really slow. And I mean, it's slow. And it's just kind of plotting. And you're like, what is going to happen here? What's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, something happens. And he just goes off. 
for the last half of the movie. It is, it is so well done. Tony Scott did a great job directing it. Tony Scott I recommend, is an awesome action director. Well, yeah, but he also did Domino, and that movie stunk. I'm telling you, Man on Fire is phenomenal. Watch it. I don't care how you can. Go watch that movie. I'm buying that Blu-ray. I guess you like it. I love that movie. I've seen it All so right. many times on, on, on Cinemax and everything. We've got one of my favorite movies from uh, 2007. We've got 310 to Yuma coming out, which is probably the best Western since Unforgiven. Uh, it's just a really fantastic movie. I love I'll probably pick that up on DVD, though, because I want it to look a little gritty. Huh. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. We've got Con Air, which eh, some people like, some people I'm don't. buying it. I like but that movie. The, the huge highlight and the the best movie, The Rock. The Rock yeah, I'll comes be buying that, on, too. Yeah, that is probably the best action movie of the 1990s. Uh, I don't know about that. It's one of the best. I, 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 I think it's probably the best. It's definitely the best thing Michael Bay's ever done. I'll agree to that. I'll agree to that. <laughs> okay. So we've That's got, not saying uh, much. Eh, depending on who you're asking. But Okay, so... Um, <laughs> We've got a couple Blu-ray reviews for you this week, uh, covered by me. Well, you missed and one probably. new release for the PS3. Oh, right. Uh, on an NFL tour on January 8th. Yeah. No big deal. All right. Go on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, first off, uh, I, don't, I don't really know how many games we're going to be reviewing over the next two months, so we might be talking about more Blu-rays than we do uh, uh, video games, because uh, it's slim pickings. They just burn out, and then I think that's it for about three months. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start out with the Die Hard Collection. Uh, it's put out by 20th Century Fox, and uh, it's so awesome. <laughs> I mean, first off, you know, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, all I have to tell you is this. It's Die Hard in high def. What more do you need to hear? Thank God they haven't started doing, like, I mean, this is getting to the point where it's like Star Wars, where, like, a new version of Die Hard comes out every couple of years. At least they're not doing the CGI stuff like like Star Wars did. Well, Die Hard isn't exactly the most CG rific. No, no, no. Of but what time. I'm saying is, you know, I've got the DTS laser discs, which are phenomenal. The, the DVDs came out, which I, I I passed over. I never got the DVDs, and now these, which I'll probably get these because the reason I never got the DVDs is I heard the DTS soundtrack on one of the DVDs, and it was horrible compared to the laser disc version. So now we can get lossless audio on on these Blu-rays, and that's what I'll pick up. Oh, and they sound good. I mean, well, well let's just go over the movie. I mean. Die Hard's a lot like Blade Runner last week. What do I need to tell you about Die Hard? It, as, as far as straight-up crazy action, you really don't get much better than the original Die Hard. I mean, you know, the character of John McClane is just... He's just timeless. He's awesome. I mean, and it, it was a great time for this movie to come out because in the 80s you had basically movies that were... Action movies were basically parodies of themselves with Stallone and, you know, Schwarzenegger. Like Raw just, Deal and... Oh God! And commando. Hey, remember and... what I told you? I kill you last. I lied. Oh God! You're killing me, dude. Yeah, yeah. Die Hard's an instant classic. Alan Rickman is probably the best bad guy in. Uh, and he's Hans history. fucking Gruber, man. Yeah, I mean, he's that. That dude is just awesome. It's just like you're going to have to kill me. Huh, okay, bam. You know, he's the man. Hans Gruber's the man. Uh. We got Die Hard Two, which I think is the weakest one in the series. Uh, I don't agree. But... I oh, I don't I don't know. It's not that great. I mean, the, the I, action, I really like Die Hard Two. I don't know that the characters weren't as good. Uh, the the bad guy is the worst one of the series. It's just 
I don't know. I, I just agree at all. I don't much. agree at all. Die Hard 3, I think, is the weakest one of all. Well, like I said last week, 4 shouldn't have the Die Hard moniker on it. It's a good action We'll get flip. to that. We'll get to, we'll get to that in a second. Die Hard 3 is a buddy movie, and, and that's that's where it gets a little weaker. I disagree. I think it's good for what it is. I think it's definitely the most... I, I, I disagree with you with Die Hard 4. I think Die Hard 3 is the most un-Die Hard Die Hard. Um, I mean, it is it is a buddy... It's basically a buddy cop movie. Uh, I think Jeremy Irons is great as uh, Simon Gruber. Uh, I oh, think yes, the action's but... pretty good. I think, you know, the setup's pretty good. Uh I think it's good. I don't think it's as good as one or four. I think it is better than two. And then um, Die Hard 4, which I think is really, really good. I think it's probably the best straight-up action movie of the year. Right, um, but it shouldn't have the Die Hard name on it. That's my Why point. is that? Because it was too over the top. It was too much like True Lies. It was too much it, a parody of itself. He does beat an F-34 jet with a semi-truck with a flat tire. So well, I mean, but... You know, I mean, if you want to get into details, we're not going to go too long on this, but, you know, they knock out all the communications, yet when it's convenient, all of a sudden somebody's CB works or somebody's cell phone works or, you know, I'm going to patch into the satellite. It just got too outlandish for its own good. Eh, I can see that. I, I don't know. I think I think Die Hard 4 is pretty awesome. Did you like it? It is. Old, it's a did you good like action movie. Well, did you no, like? Before you get to what? that, before you get to that, it's okay. a, it is, I, I'm going to say it again. It is a great action movie. It is a great popcorn action movie. It's better than a Michael Bay movie in a lot of ways. It's just it shouldn't have the Die Hard name on it. And that's it where I'm. That's it what doesn't I'm feel like a Die Hard movie, right? Um, okay. Timothy Olyphant. I, I can see that. I liked him. He he. I thought he played the character pretty well, but the character itself. I mean, he's kind of a computer geek, and all of a sudden he's doing what he's doing, and you know, with guns and everything. I don't know. I don't, he doesn't do exactly anything amazing. Well, uh, yeah, but... Know. I don't know. I, I thought he was all right. I thought he kind of tried to play the red ass uh, a little too harshly at some points, but I, I know a lot of people really hated him in this movie. I didn't see that. I didn't I didn't see why people really didn't Oh, like I didn't him hate way. him in the movie. I, I really... The only problem I had with it was something that we knew coming into the movie was going to happen, and that was the... Um, his daughter character, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who, yeah, um, that character was basically shoehorned into the movie um, to make it more of a, to make it more personal with the character. And because she wasn't in the script until pretty much right at the end. And yeah. um, it was supposed to be his son for a while, and Shia LaBeouf was supposed to play his son. And I mean, it was obvious oh, that, that, it was, that it was shoehorned in. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh- Okay, well, I, well, the big the big disappointment I have with this set is the fact that there is an unrated d- DVD of uh, of Relive for Your Die Hard, which adds uh, like two f bombs and a shot of blood. It's not really that big a deal. It, it's a PG thirteen movie. It was shot to be a PG thirteen movie. They just changed a yeah. couple of things up here and there. But uh, there, there's actually a YouTube video out there that shows you the differences. Uh, they're pretty dang minor. I mean, yeah. So it, it's not a really big deal. Uh, there's a lot of special features. There's audio commentaries on all, all four movies. There's some behind-the-scenes stuff on Die Hard 1, 2, and 3. The biggest special feature is there is a 95-minute um, spe- uh, making-of documentary on Die Hard 4 called Analog Hero in a Digital World. And that is a really, really good documentary. It goes on about you know pretty much everything you'd ever want to know about Die Hard. Uh, just wh- why, they went to go- why they wanted to go with PG-13, why they didn't go with R... That kind of thing. The characters, the casting. A really, really well done documentary. Um, 
it's kind of disappointing that the diehards 1, 2, and 3 don't have all the special features from the five-star Fox DVDs that they put out a few years back of these movies. But it's worth it just for, you know, the, the picture resolution is just so good. The sound will kick your ass. Uh, just, it, it's diehard and high def. What more can you say? Now, the, the box is kind of expensive. I got it for 100 bucks. You can get it cheaper. You can also get it more expensive. Like, it's 130 at Circuit City. But uh, I think it's I think it's definitely worth it. I mean, if you love action movies, you really can't go wrong with this set. I think um, I found it for eighty two bucks out on deep discount DVD. Yeah, that's a great price. I mean, it's it's for Blu-rays. That's not exactly. Yeah. And if you don't need it right away, you can do free shipping via the mail, and you get it within about five days. Yeah, but yeah, totally worth it. Great set. Uh, one of my favorite Blu-rays. Probably the uh, Die Hard on Blu-ray will probably get the most spin of any Blu-ray I own right now. And then uh, one more, one more quick one before we go. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna talk about shoot 'em up a little bit, which is basically pornography. Uh, as, as Bill Hicks once said, and a federal jury said, uh, pornography is defined as something with no artistic merit and causes sexual thought. And that's a great way to sum up shoot 'em up. Um, there's no plot. There's well, there is a plot, but it's ridiculous. And I'd say 95% of the movie is Clive Owen, Clive Owen shooting people. And the other 5% is plot exposition. So it's all about the action. And the action kicks ass. Uh, just some of the craziest action scenes you will ever see shot on film. Uh, yeah. You're going to see him. You're going to see him kill people while having sex with a woman. You're going to see him kill people with two broken hands. You're going to see him kill people skydiving. Uh, you're going to see him kill people with a baby in his hand. You're going to see him kill people while changing a diaper. Uh, I do need to get this movie, don't I? Oh yeah, dude. Oh, dude, you'll love it. It's crazy. This movie is gets absolutely insane. It's one of if you loved Smoking Aces, if you loved Running Scared, this is the, this is, shoot 'em up is like Running wait, Scared times wait, 10. Wait, are you are, are you talking about the new Running Scared? Yeah, the new one. Okay, now you're not selling me anymore because <laughs> those two movies really aren't the ones that I want to see. Okay, well, okay, look, it, it, it it's that way in the fact that it's just crazy how it is okay it's just how about it's like insane. um well how about like uh, uh um uh crank oh yeah it's totally like like crank it's absolutely like crank it's basically a video game the video game okay. turned into a movie uh it's just insane just some of the stuff you see in this movie it's instantly replayable you can watch this movie over and over again which you know if you're gonna pay 30 bucks for a blu-ray you might as well look for something that's gonna get some use um, there's some great special features. There's an audio commentary. There's a, they're called the Ballet of Bullets, the making of Shoot 'Em Up, which is an hour-long documentary. I haven't watched that yet. There's some original animatics. Uh, there's some deleted scenes. There's a theatrical trailer, that kind of thing. And there, what ex, what's ex, there's an exclusive Blu-ray feature where there's a enhanced audio commentary where you see like picture-in-picture -picture stuff, and they explain little things here and there, and it, that's pretty cool to watch. Uh, some real behind-the-scenes stuff. So, you know, if you love just crazy, crazy action, you really can't get much better than to shoot 'em up. It is one of the coolest movies. You can watch it over and over again. Paul Giamatti is who I just love. He is one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's nobody awesome. nobody can ham it up like Paul Giamatti, I'll tell you. Clive it the movie is basically Clive and Paul Giamatti playing really bad actors. And then Monica Bellucci, who is getting older but still really hot um it's, yeah it, it's awesome it's pornography 
it's basically pornography. You'll get wood watching it. Well, it is Monica Bellucci, so. Yeah, and, the, you know, guns, there's, like, symbolism for guns in every turn, like, symbolism for, there is actually some depth there, uh, but it's pretty much just lock your brain at the door and watch all the pretty explosions. Right. Okay, so, so I think that's good. That's going to do it. Well, just uh, a couple things to mention really quick. Um, If you guys like the music that I've been playing in this episode and a couple of the other episodes, it's from a band called the Hate Camels. And uh, I I freaking love this music so much. And um, luckily, uh, somebody from the Hate Camels actually got a hold of me. And his name is Jeff Cleveland. He's one of the guys in the band and actually sent me a CD to give away. Uh, I believe they are available on iTunes as well. He said they are, but I'm not sure yet. Uh, but the CD actually has uh, seven different songs, but they're, they're pretty long. And uh, basically their whole deal is they, they his, his inspiration was to kind of write a song around a certain comedian that has died. So, for instance, we've got Mitch Hedberg, Richard Pryor, Sam Kinison, Lenny Bruce, Bill Hicks, and Andy Kaufman, which actually there's two people on this list that don't even like to be called comedians. Uh, and one other track as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you like this, send me an email and I'm going to give away this copy of the CD. And it's just going to be one of those pick the name uh, out of the hat and uh, we'll get the CD off to, to some lucky winner here. Uh-huh. Uh, but thanks very much to Jeff Cleveland for sending this out. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll post some info for him, like some links, things like that. And like I said, I do believe that they are available on iTunes if you look under Hate Camels. So, uh, and that's actually from a Bill Hicks uh, skit. So, yeah, just a ride. Yep. So, uh, yeah, send us an email to right. ps3podcast at gmail.com. And uh, just in the in the subject, just say hate camels. And uh, we'll put your name in the hat and we'll pick it out next week. Okay, so uh, a couple more things. Our game of the year voting is going on. Well, actually, by the time you hear this, it probably won't be going on. Uh, no, uh, we're we going just... until January, I think, 15th. Oh, I thought it's, you said fifth. You know what? I might be. Let me let me, let me look. See, you didn't you didn't warn me that you were going to bring this up. Well, I thought we should. You never tell me nothing. Yeah, I know. I, you I never tell me thinking. nothing. Maybe, maybe the Robotussin's kicking in. It is kicking in. It's showing. <laughs> All right. uh, what did I say in every one of them? Oh, oh, actually, yeah, we're starting. We're stopping voting on Friday noon Central Standard Time on January fourth. So that's tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, so uh, next- depends on if I get the show out tonight or not. Yeah, well, well, we should probably decide that we'll have a full, uh, I guess, press release uh, later on our game. Well, we'll, we'll be we'll be announcing all the winners uh, probably next week. I would I would assume. Yeah, next week will be our big game of the year award show. And, uh, and uh, okay, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, get a couple things uh, going straight. Our regular housekeeping. You want to try it this week, Glenn? Sure. If you want to send us an email, you can send that to ps3podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can leave us a voicemail. Uh, You can either send us an MP3, keep it under a couple of minutes, and you can send that MP3 to that same email address, or you can call us at 920-626-4464. Standard long-distance charges apply, of course. Uh, Somebody was actually asking if we're going to get an 800 number and. I don't think anybody realizes how expensive that can really get. So maybe if we start getting advertising or something like that, I can look into it. But yeah, not going to happen right now. Screw uh, that. Also We're going to keep in, the money. 
Yeah. Uh, you can also come and I'm talk to us. I'm not spending any on... money on you losers. <laughs> F you. We have to buy a cookie, though. <laughs> um, if you also wanted to come talk to us, I am pretty much on the shelf box every day. Or on the chat box, shelf box, whatever they're going to call it. Um, you can come out to VGEVO.com and join our quite large group of people right now. And, uh, you know, we've got a PlayStation Nation uh, forum set up. And actually, you can get to the, our forums directly by going to ps3nation.org. And that'll take you right to our forums on VGEVO.com. But, hey, that's just a little piece of the puzzle there, baby. There's a lot more things to check out on the website. Uh, it, it We really have a lot going on on there right now. So come out and check us out. Yeah, so it's a very cool website. I'm proud to be a member of the community, and uh, it's just only going to get better here from here, folks. And also thanks once again to Mr. Jeff Rubenstein uh, from Sony for linking to us on the PlayStation blog. Anybody that's a new listener, welcome. We actually had a couple people come to VGEVO and say that they found us via the blog. So welcome to all you new users, and hopefully uh, we live up to your expectations. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think that thought we lost you it. there for a second, man. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm scared because the show is so short. Well, not really. Hour and twelve minutes. Hour and hey, for an us, that's like, dude, for, for yeah. us, yeah. Well, yeah, you, you weren't so long winded for a change. Hey, hey, I, I'm working. I'm, wor- I'm getting better at this podcasting thing as we go along. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap part. it up then. <laughs> okay, so. Um, from everyone here at the PlayStation Nation podcast, this is Jared Johnston, and this is Glenn, otherwise known as Torgo, on the on the forums. All right, Glenn, go get some sleep. I need it. How do I pay for all that expensive food? Doing punch up. I punch up movies in Hollywood. Punch up is where they have a script for a movie that hasn't been shot, and a bunch of writers and comedians sit around the table and they punch it up they make it better they go here add a joke here add a joke there move this scene cut this scene this should be at the end this should be at the beginning and you tighten the script up and you get it ready to go and it's really fun you hang out with your friends it's a lot of fun but lately i've been doing punch up on all these computer animated movies and what they don't tell you is those movies are 80 percent done when they bring you in the movie's finished so when you start saying well that Opening scenes too long. I'd shorten. They go, whoa, hold on. We just spent $140 million on this. We're not changing anything. And then you say, uh, what exactly do you want me to do? And they go, we need you to think up funny jokes that people off screen can yell over the unfunny, uninteresting action to make it a comedy. I didn't know you could make comedies that way. I didn't know you could take sad, boring footage and then have people just yell jokes over it. Like, can you take Super 8 footage of a kid's birthday party and none of the other kids the invited showed up and he's all alone with his little hat to the side and this sad little cake in the kitchen? I know it's awful, but then you have a guy off screen go, I just fell on my bottom into some butterscotch. And you go, wow, someone who I can't see, nor will I ever see just fell into some butterscotch and is talking out loud about it the way nobody does. This is hilarious. Or you like just show Auschwitz footage of a guy going, I haven't seen this many ribs since I was at Tony Roma's waggity schmackity doo. Or just show the World Trade Center collapsing. Eighth floor, men's shoes. Seventh floor, lingerie. Wabbity schmackity doo. 
I'm having a party you can't see. 